extend hospitality to strangers. It's very nice that the theme of this year in Teze at the meetings of young people and around the world is hospitality. That's the theme our prior Brother Alois chose for this year. Do not forget hospitality. And hospitality has always been an important aspect of our community in, at the beginning in 1940, for the first years when Brother Roger was alone, he welcomed Jews who were fleeing the Nazi occupation of France and helped them over into Switzerland. Afterwards, the community welcomed orphans and prisoners of war and people from different countries. And today, we're still welcoming families and individuals from Sudan, from Afghanistan, from Syria, from Iraq. So this notion of hospitality has always been very important, but of course, it's not just a Teze notion. As we read in the reading, it's a very biblical notion, biblical and Christian notion. A few years ago, at one of our big meetings in Europe, in Milan, I did a workshop with a good friend of ours, a rabbi who at the time was in Israel, who by some incredible coincidence, serendipity, is here with us today. Brother Rabbi David, where are you? Rabbi David Lazar, who's now in California. Um, and we did, a, we did a workshop on hospitality from the Jewish and Christian perspectives. And we took the story of Genesis chapter 18, the story of uh, Abraham and Sarah, who welcome in a very beautiful way three strangers. And at the end of the story, I'm sure you're all familiar with it, uh, they receive a promise that Sarah will have a child. And this story has been very important in both the Jewish and Christian traditions to talk about the importance of welcoming others. Uh, in, in the Eastern Christian tradition, this became an icon, an icon called the hospitality of Abraham, where you see the three visitors from God sitting around a table. You see Abraham and Sarah bringing food and drink to them. The table is full of things. And uh, so it's, a, it's to remind us of this importance of welcoming. Well, I'm sure many of you know that in the 14th, 15th century in Russia, uh, there was a... Uh, since Christians, when they read this story, they not only saw it as an example of hospitality, but they saw it as something else because the story talks of three strangers coming in whom God becomes present. And if you read the story carefully, in the original, in any case, the pronouns change all the time. It's not sure if it's three or one. So Christians said, aha, three or one, what does that mean? So they took it as an anticipation, a kind of uh, pointing to the later Christian idea of God who is Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So uh, in the 15th century in, in Russia, there was a monastery of the Holy Trinity, and a, an, a monk was asked to do an icon to illustrate this for the Church of the Holy Trinity. His name was Andrei Rublev, um, and he took the icon of the hospitality of Abraham, and he turned it into the icon of the Trinity. We have not exactly his icon, but a kind of reproduction of the same uh, thing here tonight. And you see it's the same motif of the three angels around the table, the three visitors from God around the table, but Abraham and Sarah have disappeared, and uh, it's focused only on the angels. In other words, he took a meditation on human hospitality and focused it on the being of God. And so this idea of a God who is community, a God who is communion, this image of the three angels around the table. And the first thing you ask, the table is rectangular. The table has four sides. There are only three 
angels, and so you ask the question of who is the fourth side for in the front, and then in a minute it comes to you that, of course, it's for you as you look at the icon. Those who meditate on the icon are invited to take their place and sit at the table. So the icon, by its very construction, is telling us something very important, that the God that we believe in is a God who wants to welcome us into a relationship, because God is relationship. And so uh, it's, I think it's very interesting that a story which begins by talking about uh, the importance for us of welcoming others and through others welcoming the Lord becomes an icon of how God invites all of us. God welcomes us. And so that's really the basis of our faith. We are welcomed, and then we can welcome others. And of course, also this ex helps us to understand why Christians have always tried to live their faith in community, um, not just because it's easier to be with others who share your beliefs. That, of course, is very important when you're having doubts or not sure what you believe. The f other people can be an important sustain, can sustain your faith, but for a deeper reason, for a deeper reason because in living community, we become an image of who God is. We become that icon of a God who is communion, a God who is relationship. So that's the call for us to live um, as a community. And our founder, again, Brother Roger, didn't think of the icon, but when he came to, Te the one of the reasons he came to Teze, aside from the welcome of refugees, was thinking that people needed images, concrete signs of what the message of the gospel is all about. It's not just a matter of hearing about it. It's not preaching and words are important, but if we don't have concrete signs, it becomes very superficial. So, and he looked at the New Testament and said, the clearest sign in the New Testament of what our faith is is communities of men and women who pray together, who share everything, who try to be sisters and brothers. And so that's what led him to think about creating a community in Teze, which would be a small parable of the gospel. So, and of course, in communi communities like this and in many other communities, we try to do that. But it's good to know that the reason for doing this is to live a concrete sign of what we believe. And the last thing I'd like to mention about this, what makes this com kind of community we're called to live different from some other kinds of human communities is it can never be exclusive. It can never be just a small group of true believers who reject anyone who doesn't share their concerns, their thoughts, their faith. The, the Christian community by its nature has to be open to all, just as this icon again shows us, a kind of openness to all, even to people we might not feel very comfortable with. Now go out towards others and welcome others in, not just, and uh, one of the phrases in Brother Alois's text this year is, it's important to welcome others, not just the way we want to welcome them, but wel welcome them for who they are, listening to them, understanding who they are, and also letting ourselves be welcomed the way other people want to welcome us, and not just the way we think we should be welcomed. All of this is not easy. Huh? Our human nature is to be with those who are like-minded. Our human nature is to define people as for us or against us. So the challenge is to live that without letting go of our own convictions, but to live this openness uh, to others who are different and to grow in that way, to grow uh, both deeply and, and, and more wider. So, uh, that I th and today, of course, we have many opportunities for this. 
Uh, it's striking. In Teze, we welcome young people from all over the world, so we see all of these faces. But we're struck these days in the Bay Area. It's almost like in Teze. You see faces of people from many, many different backgrounds and cultures, and that's a that's a that's a great opportunity, not just to live side by side, but to create something together. And of course, we all know the problems today of people, the immigration problems, both in Europe and in the United States, how to welcome, how to be people of welcome who can create a new world society by being open to those who are most in need. So letting ourselves be welcomed by God and then being people of who are able to welcome others and also to go out towards others without expecting them to be like us. Now in the silence, as Brother Emil said, we'd like to be, silence can, it's a time of discovering our true self, but our true self is not individualistic. It's opening our hearts to the, the human community, to all of creation. So let's have these moments of silence as a time of a kind of inner opening to enter into this uh, reality of communion. <laughs> 